Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Forty-one questions for the Mukminoon. Have you ever cried as of sins you have committed? Inshallah. Did Shaitan ever make you feel like the past can't be repented? Yes. Do you really love Allah or just words that you utter? Do you feel like your innocence has been drained by the gutter? Yes. Can you love sooner and still love to backbite? No. How many days you woke up Muslim and Kafir by night? Allahu Akbar. If you was on trial for being Mukmin, would they have enough evidence to convict you? If you die right now, how long would it take for the Ummah to forget you? Allahu Akbar. Can you answer the questions in the grave, or do you have to study for that test? Allah, I hope so. And what will be the words you utter at the moment of your last breath? What are you prepared to sacrifice for the sunnah? Did you ever take part in spreading the vicious rumor? If so, how far did it go? How many people really know? On the day of judgment, how many mukmans you going to host? Why are you the last to Juma and the first to leave? Is that an indication of how much you really believe? Why do you say things out of your mouth that's not in your heart? Don't you know mukmans live in the light and kufars live in the dark? How can a month go by and you miss every salat? Where is your desire? Boldness, you show for the fire. Muslims and Muslims, fill the north from a hopeful dreamer. It's either heaven or hell. Mock B or the Dot Gel. Allah or Shaitan. Fly Girl novels or ayahs of the Holy Quran. Standing on street corners at the end of the block Or at the masjid making salat You can either listen or turn your head Cause this earth is a paradise for the grateful dead A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem Bismillahir rahmanir rahim Inna lil muttaqina mafaza Hadaika wa a'naba وكوائب أترابا وكأسا دحاقا لا يسمعون فيها لغوا ولا كذابا جزاء من ربك عطاء حسابا رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما الرحمن لا يملكون منه قطابا السلام عليكم وعليكم السلام Brother, you heard the Dean over Dunya show? Dean over Dunya, that sounds familiar. Wait, hold on, let me think. Dean over Dunya, Dean over Dunya, yeah. Dean over Dunya show. Y'all heard about that joint? My man hosts that joint. Safe or hot? Mashallah, mashallah. So you like the joint? I love it. What's your name? Noah. And what they listening to? 
Dean over Dunya. Slow they come. Michael Sinead. Dean over Dunya. 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 Dean and you're listening to the Dean of Virginia show, the number one Islamic radio show in America, alhamdulillah. Before we begin, like always, we want to give thanks and praise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sin salawat, prayers and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And alhamdulillah, nasta'inahu wa nasta'firuhu, wa na'udhu billahi min shuroo yunfusana, wa min sari ali ma'lana, min yadihi lahu fula mudirana, wa min yukla fula hadiyala, وَالشَّرُّ مَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاكْتُهُ لَا شَرِيكَ لَهُ وَالشَّرُّ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا أَبْدَهُ وَسُلُوهُ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَمَّا بَعْدُ Before I begin, I'd like to say all praise belongs to Allah. We seek His aid, we seek His guidance, we seek His help. We seek refuge in Allah from Shaitan and His minions, and we seek refuge in Allah from the footprints of Shaitan that will lead us to health and no. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa taala. To forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. And whoever Allah guides, none can lead astray. And whoever Allah leads astray, none can guide. And I bear witness without any hesitation or any compulsion that is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is his last prophet and messenger. And my back. As will follow, tonight's show is very important, brothers and sisters. Tonight's topic is the special creation of women. MashaAllah, I decided personally to have a topic about women and the importance of female and the importance of their their creation and existence because we live in a time where not only Muslims but women in general, I believe, are greatly underappreciated. I truly believe that. I talk to countless women who no longer believe in love, marriage, who no longer uh, accept this reality or this this, this fantasy according to them that there are any good men out here. And the reality to it is that men have contributed to this, this downfall of uh, good women Men have contributed to that And this is what we want to talk about tonight Inshallah Because as a Muslim Growing up in America And as a Muslim who knows uh, The history of Islam On how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, Talk about the women How the messenger of Allah sallam, Speaks about the women How he honor women How the Messenger of Allah, so that some of them change their social conditions when it comes to women, how you treat them, and how you give them their rights and their honor, how you speak to them, then I know for a fact that it's not Islam. It has nothing to do with Islam, the way men are treating women in America. It has nothing to do with Islam, how men are acting towards women. It has everything to do with Jailiyah. Before Islam came along, before Allah subhanahu wa has established the Quran and the Sunnah in order for us to follow, women's status in Saudi Arabia were low. It was a 
it was a, a serious thing that men had no respect for women. They didn't appreciate them. They used them as objects and threw them away. So much so that if a man would have an infant as a, a, a girl, the father would sometimes bury the, the baby alive. They will break the baby back, bare hands, break the baby back, and bury it alive because he was disgusted that it was a female because he seen no worth in the female. He seen no no nothing that she can contribute to the household. So men in that time wanted sons that gave them pride, that gave them honor. And women, and women was only used as sexual objects, and that was it. This is why before the Quran had limited women down to four wives, you had some uh, Muslims in the time of the Messenger of Allah, so there's some that had 30, 40 wives. 30, 40 wives. It didn't matter if he spent time with them. It didn't matter if he took care of them. He had 40 wives. 40 of them. 30. And I get to you when I get to you. It, it was the Quran. It was the law of the island who distinguished that women have rights, but you have, spend, have to spend equal time with them. You can't just have these women and not taking care of them and not provided on with not only the the, 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 the financial aspects of, of life, with the emotional aspect of life as well. But we resorted back to that because we live in an America where Muslim men, not all, but a large majority of them, have no respect for women. They have no 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 uh no love. Islamic love. Fisibilila love for women. And they don't Everything under the sun. No matter how good she treats him, no matter if she allows him to be a bum and live in a house and pay no bills, these men are trifling how they treat women. And I'm not saying all men. I'm saying that there's very few good men walking around in the city of Philadelphia. Very few good men. And far in between. It's because they have adopted this thug mentality that showing love will get you killed. And if you show love, then you perceive the soft. If you show love, then you perceive the soft. And a lot of them grew up not knowing how to love, not knowing how to care. It's all hatred, and it's all this, this, this thug mentality. And in the process of this, women suffer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, regarding women, he says that, reverence the wounds that bore you. What does this mean? Have some regard for this for the wounds that bore you. The message of Allah Sallallahu speaks highly about the mother. But what people don't understand that the mother is women, that's the female. That's the female. Allah Subhanahu holds them in high regard. Because they are the ones that give life to creation. 
They are the ones that nurture the the, the infant when they're young and teach them how to be a human being. They're the ones who do that. They're the ones who sacrifice their their desires and their dreams in order to please their husbands. It's naturally inclined in them. But we are living in a time when men are treating women so despicable that they're driving a lot of women to lesbianism. They're driving a lot of women to to disassociate their feelings. And that's not natural. But what we don't understand is that on the day of judgment, when we stand before Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have to answer for that. Those those transgressions that you brought upon your wife, all of those things that you brought upon your wife, you have to you have to answer for that. Adam alayhi salam, because we're going to start from the beginning, inshallah. Adam alayhi salam was in paradise. Do you know what paradise is? Paradise is what we're striving for. He was already there. But he didn't feel what he felt until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Eve for him, for him. Paradise was paradise when Eve was created. And the Hadith said that Eve was created with 90% of all beauty that ever existed. Can you imagine that? That Eve, Eve our mother, our Umi, was created with 90% of all beauty. And the other 10% was disseminated throughout the entire earth of every female and every beautiful thing that would ever exist. When Eve was created, that's when Adam realized what paradise was. Without Eve, there's no paradise. There's no paradise without Eve. This is the and this is the, the significant value of women. The Messenger of Allah reiterated that when he says that the best source of benefit in his dunya is the righteous Muslima. The best source of benefit in his dunya is the righteous Muslima. And he says, do not hate your wives because perhaps there, there are things that you dislike about them. There are also going to be some things that you love about them. Simple. Women play a, 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 a tremendous role in life itself because they bear pain for the pregnancy. They bear nine months of uncomfortness. They bear the pain of giving birth. They are the ones that play a major part in spreading humanity. Not only that, their forbearance is un, un, unremarkable. The type of pain and suffering they can endure and still forgive and still love. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. The things that they can they can forgive and, and, and things they can they can love and, and still forgive the man for his transgressions upon her. Think about that. How many times have the brother went outside of the marriage and, and, and committed adultery 
How many times did the brother slap his wife upside the head? How many times the brother said some disrespectful things to her, yet she still forgives him? And you ask, why do you forgive him? What is what is going on? Because it's this wound, this love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed in the female. Placed in the female. This love. He said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent one mercy down to earth. He has 90, he has 100 different types of mercies, rahmah. And he sent one down to earth. And there's one down to earth that he sent is disseminated throughout the entire humanity. And one of those pieces is the mother's love to her, her infant. It's unconditional. Unconditional. It's a, it's a love that you can't even explain. Men don't even think on this type of level that females are thinking as far as the emotional connection that they have to their children. Men are not on that level. It could be 2 o'clock in the morning, and the mother would get up and go over to the infant cradle and put her ear on her on his chest to make sure that he's still breathing. Men are not thinking on that level of emotional love. They're not thinking on that level. A female can get up and work two jobs, two jobs, and go to school. And still have time to come home and fix the dinner for her sons and her and her daughters. And still get up and get them dressed for school. Still can maintain all of the significant things by herself. This is what's in the female with a lost without a place in them. How many men do you know that can just have a child and just walk away from his family like he never that they never existed? Females don't have the option to walk away because the law didn't place that in them. So therefore, there needs to be the wounds of law to reference the wounds that bore you. The mothers, the daughters, the aunts, the grandmothers, all of them are significant. And they're all special in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why the Messenger of Allah subhanahu said that paradise is at the foot of your mother. Because of the role she plays. Because of the roles that she plays in your life and the things that she's done for you that you cannot get back, the things that you can't, you can't, you can't repay that back. All the diapers that she changed, and all the sacrifice that she made for you. She sacrificed her wealth for you. She sacrificed her time for you. She sacrificed her emotional love for you. The heart that can never be broken, but we live in a time where women are fed up. And never in the history of mankind have we ever seen a time like this. This is why I wanted to have a show. Never have you seen a time where women don't want to get married. Never seen a time where women don't want to have the, the, the dream house with the white picket fence. We've never seen a time like that where women don't want to go on romantic dates and they don't want to be wooed. And swoon. We never seen a time like that in the history of mankind, but we are living in a time like that right now. We living in a time where very few men, very few men. You see a lot of males, but very few men. We live in a time where men would rather stand on the corner 
in packs and droves for all day long and have no money when they come home. And smoke weed every day. Play PlayStation for hours upon hours and don't have no aspirations. Allah supposed to hide themselves in the Quran. Man has nothing except what he strives for. They don't strive for anything. Nothing. They don't, it don't matter that their infant is hungry. You got grown men that got to call the master to ask the imam for diaper pamper money because he has no pride, no significance in his dunya. This is the time that we're talking about. You think these sisters are playing what they're saying? I don't want her to take care of a grown man because that's what she's been doing her whole life. That's what she's been doing her whole life. She hasn't seen a man that's going to lock the bills down, that's going to provide and take care of the family. There's very few men of those like that. And this is a, this is Dalil throughout the entire tri-state of Philadelphia. Take a consensus and ask the Muslims, how many good men do you know that can provide for you, that's going to protect you, that has the Islamic knowledge to teach you and your children, that's not going to walk away, that's not going to go to jail because he's not a criminal, that's not going to get high and pop Percocets and smoke weed all day, that's not going to sit down and play PlayStation and... and, 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 and in, 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 in PlayStation 4 all day. I mean, you literally have people out here snatching key marks off sisters and the men is doing nothing about it. They don't even care. Nothing. This is the time that we live in. We are in true, true, unrecognizable state of life. Unrecognizable. Unbelievable what's going on in this Ummah. It's unbelievable how very few good men that we have in this Ummah. It's very, it's unbelievable. You have men that have a wife that come home, take care of him. He don't even work. He go to work. Eight hours a day. She come home. The dishes ain't done. The food not cooked. He's complaining that he has to watch the kids. This is the type of men that we have. You think that since he's not working, his pride will say, you know, let me get up and clean up. Let me cook some uh, some uh, a beautiful dinner for my wife because of her sacrifice. You have men... They to quit a job because the job won't let them grow sooner. They 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 want to grow a beard more than take care of their family. What the hell is that? They want to grow a beard more than taking care of their family, and they cool with this, and they believe that they follow in the sooner. This is what they believe. They follow in the sooner. But he don't care that his wife got to come off her overgarment to be a RC or RN or CNA. And wear scrubs all day. He don't care about that. But the fact that he want to go a beer and be drunk, he's following the sooner. The fact that he get caught up in a drug bust and got to go to jail, now, not only is his wife taking care of him, sending him compensating money, he want her to not divorce him for five years and to wait for him for five years. He don't even tell her, listen, go on with your life. I'm, 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 I'm basically an invalid. 
I might also be in a hospital with tubes down my throat, and I can't benefit you, and all you're doing is benefiting me. I can't do nothing. That's what you call a leech. You put a leech on someone's skin, they suck blood. And they don't benefit the body, but they take derived benefit from the body. In the Arab time, they used to call that a buffet. A person that would come to a party and eat up all the food, but he wouldn't bring anything. He'd just come to all the parties and just eat up all the food and take benefit from people, but he wouldn't benefit anybody. That's a leech. That's a person with no type of self-respect. This is the time that we live in. And I guarantee you, don't think for a second, not one second, that this that this disrespect and this disloyalty and this hurt that you spread to women is not going to be paid back on the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling you to reverence the wounds that bore you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that. This is not something that Sayyidu Haq is saying. This is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. And you need to take heed because it's very serious. It's very significant. It's not a lightweight matter. But we live in a time that men there's very few of them out here. Very few and far between. And if we don't wake up and get it together, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. If you read in the Quran and so forth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O mankind, if we know about Quran, if you're a person who reads Quran daily, you will know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses individuals. He says, O ye who believe, O ye uh, son of Adam, O ye children of Israel, O ye kufar. He addresses individuals, groups, individual groups. But this ayat, he is addressing everyone that's ever going to be created. He says, O mankind. So he's addressing the entire creation of humanity. He said, reverence your guardian Lord. So he's telling you to reverence, reverence himself, reverence Allah. But he said, Lord, he's like the provider. He's the sustainer. He's the one that gives you everything. He's the caretaker. Reverence the, 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 your guardian Lord who created you from a single soul, created of like his mate, and from them scattered countless men and women. Reverence through whom you demand your mutual rights. And reverence the wounds that bore you for Allah is ever watching for over you. So Allah is linking that you should respect and honor the wounds that bore you just like you respect and honor him. That's significant. Then Allah in the ayah it says that Allah is ever watchful over you, meaning that he sees everything that you're doing. Everything that you think you're going to get away with, Everything that you're doing to your wife and how you treat her and how you make her cry and how you slap her around and how you cheat on her and how you dog her, he sees all of that. Every second of it. It's just no respect. You got Muslim men walking around with their cell phones videotaping their adultery. 
and then get mad at their wife because she's in his phone looking at him commit adultery. He videotaped it. He has no respect for her. Then he get mad when she asks for a divorce. He gets upset. It's amazing, right? Totally amazing. But check this out, though. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this ayat, who created you from a single nest, right? The nest is part of the soul that has both aspects in it. Because when Allah created Adam, he created him from earth, which is the dunya, and he created him from his, his own self. He said, we're going to blow our spirit into Adam, right, from the from the spirit. So that's two aspects of the, the body that the, that has that's been placed in the body has the earth, which is the dunya, which is the low aspects, the animal nature. Then you have the, 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 the spirit, which is the divine, the godly nature, the part that can know a lost dependent dollar. But the nest is part of that body that the, 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 the earthly and the divine aspect mixed together. Mixed together. Eve was created from Adam. She is a part of Adam. When you cheat on your wife, any man, sister, that cheats on his wife is a person that cannot be trusted because his wife was created from him. She's a part of him. So if he cheats on his wife, then he's betraying himself. So how can you trust a man who betrays his own self? How can you trust a man who betrays his own self? He's not a trustworthy individual. This is why the penalty for adultery in Islam is death by stoning. So this brother not only committed adultery, right? He is telling Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I am not afraid of your punishment, O Allah, because I'm not only going to commit adultery, I'm going to constantly do it. I know that you say I can have a second wife. I don't care about that. I'm going to blatantly commit adultery over and over. And even if my wife sees the video on my cell phone, I don't give a damn. I'm going to keep doing it. And she's not going away because she loves me. There's no one, there's nothing that she can do. There's no help that she can go to. She goes to the E-man. The E-man say be patient because he don't care about her. That's why the messenger of Allah so that Salam said that be careful of the dua of the oppressed. Be careful of that. Because if she raises her hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then her husband can drop dead just from a word that she can say. It's very powerful dua. Because you can't do what you want to do on this earth and not think that you're not going to be no consequences to your actions. When the Sahaba were on the battlefield fighting the Kufar, it was the women that was tending to the womb. It was the women that was tending to the people who were who were bloody and sick. It was the women tending to them. When the African-Americans were brought to slavery in America, it was the women who were strong. It was the women who was raped. 
It was the women who was forced in, in, into slavery to sleep with, with white people. It was women that was that remained strong. When a man was broken, that he was more afraid to die than he was to defend his wife. It's the women today that's taking on the struggle of raising children because men are no longer in the pension. The men are out there on the corner chilling in a dice game, too busy being fly with $400 Gucci belts, putting the rims on cars, quitting jobs. It's the women holding it down. It's the women that you see 6 o'clock in the morning with they, they scrubs on going to work. It's the women working two jobs. It's the women that you see in community college going to school to better their education. It's the women doing that. The men are not doing anything. They have Facebook groups arguing about Hadith that they know nothing about. This was what's going on out here. In the hadith, the messenger of Allah so that some said there will come a time where one female will look after 50 men. I want you to really consider that. There will come a time on this earth when one female will be the caretakers of 50 men. So some people say, well, you know, that can be like a, a, a female that's a CEO at a prison facility and she's looking at the 50 men. I'm telling you that females are outdoing men in this society by a wide margin. By a wide margin. Because females are doing whatever they have to do to take care of their family. This is the truth. If she has to go to school for eight hours, and work for eight hours, she's going to do it. She's determined to take care of that infant that's in that crib. If she has to go down there and get on welfare and go be be be, be humiliated because she got access card, now she got to go to the earn center, she's going to do it. If she got to go out there and prostitute to sell her body to despicable men, in order to take care of her family, she's going to do it. There are men saying, well, I'm not going to work at McDonald's, but his child is starving. There are men who say, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to do this because, you know, I got my dignity because they won't let me grow my beard or I can't go to the mass shit for Juma Friday. There are men saying that, but their family is starving. We don't have a lot of men in this earth right now. We have little boys. They can't get anything done. Nothing. They can't get nothing done. They're impotent. A lot of these men are impotent in the marriage. They can't even make love to their wife correctly. And they're impotent in society. They can't even do that correctly. What are they good for? 
if they don't come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and allow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise them up as men that's going to be useful to society that is not going to do anything but get worse from here. And that's the God's honest truth. Women didn't come misindependent because they wanted to. Women didn't become the uh the law, the trap queen because she wanted to. Women didn't remain single for five years because she wanted to. It's because this is the hand that she dealt. Because before she put up with another bum that's gonna that's gonna uh not work, sit down all day and play man that she gotta come home when she get up four o'clock in the morning for fudge and she gotta look at him on the on the T V playing Playstation. Then when she come in the house at four o'clock he's still playing Playstation. She get changed and go to school, come home 10 o'clock at night, he's still playing PlayStation, and he's the one complaining. He's complaining. That's not a man. So until she sees a man that's going to step up and do the job that Allah has commissioned him to do, that she refused to be with another boy. And you just got to sit back and say, MashaAllah. You can't argue with her. Because she's bringing Dalil after Dalil, and you see it. Men want to get multiple wives, and he don't even have a job. How is that possible? Men is comfortable with welfare, taking care of their family. They're comfortable with that. In fact, they want it. They ask questions that sit down. Sister, do you have Section 8? Uh, No. Well, you know, I can't, I can't afford fifteen hundred dollars a month. You know, maybe if your rent was eighty three dollars a month, I can afford that. So I, I, I can't do this. This is the type of people that you're dealing with. These are the type of men that they're subjected to on a daily basis. On a daily basis. This is the, this is the, 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 the picks that they have to go through. Women outnumber men seven to one. This is true. Some say that it's seven to one. But when you got to take all of the, the men out there that are gay, now it's like ten to one. Then the jailhouse men, then the men who don't want to get married, they just want to just chill. It's like 15 to one. It is very serious out here. Y'all don't understand that it's not. It's nothing. It's really serious out here. I, I thought maybe sisters be exaggerating when they say there's no good men out here. I thought, you know, it can't, it can't be. It's got to be. But when we talk about good men, then we're talking about providers, out of Zach, people that can protect their family, people that's going to stand there and raise a boy to be a man, people that's going to raise their daughters to be a respectful young lady. I don't agree with child support because I think it's unjust. But at the end of the day, 90% of those men, I'm not talking about all because you got some that get caught up in the system, 90% of those men put themselves in that predicament. They really do. 
if they would just stuck around and worked out some type of painting arrangement with their mother, with their with their wife, or just most child support comes as a direct result of how he treated her. He, you know, he treated her like trash, so she go, all right, well, whatever, I'm going to throw you to the wolves then. I remember I was talking to a sister, right? And she was telling me about her baby father. And she was crying to me that they just thrilled to her son, right? She was saying all he wants is to be loved by his father. That's all he wants. He's not crazy. But he just he just wants his father around. This is where the anger comes from. When you see these young kids in the society, they're angry because they don't have a father that taught them anything. They don't have a father that was around when they took their first step. They don't have a father to bring to teaching and parent night. They don't have a father to protect them from neighborhood drugs and neighborhood gangs. So her son was 302. I'll never forget this conversation because it, it touched me in ways I can't even explain. She said that she asked her, her baby father, she said, can you please just just call him and talk to your son? That's all I'm asking you. He called the place, and the son got on the phone. No, happy that his father calling him. Like, he's shocked. You know what his father said to his son? You know the first thing that came out of his mouth when his son got on the phone, happy to hear from his father? He said, what did you do with the PlayStation 3 remote control? That's what he said to his son. The son is in the mental institution because he feels like his father don't love him. Like, what type of human being is that? What type of people are we producing in this society? I mean, what type of heartless Muslims are walking around saying that they believe in Allah? They believe in his messenger, yet they throw their families to the wolves and they can walk away and not care two cents about them. Something, something got to change. Something has to change immediately. And if it don't, then I'm afraid that we doom. Our future society is doomed. Our future generations is doomed because we are not on a level of men that we should be. And that's the truth. Those sisters come to me in large amount of numbers. I hear it all the time. And I used to try to make arguments like, no, it's not that deep. But it is. It is. It's a it's a rachma from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that women have the love and mercy that they have because if it wasn't for that, man, humanity would be destroyed. They're the ones who keep the humanity together. Because she gotta deal with this knucklehead who can't stay out of jail. She gotta deal with that. This man ain't gonna be home for five years. And he asked her to be loyal. Don't have sex with no one for five years. Don't talk to no other men for five years. 
Go to work for five years. Go to school for five years. Take care of your son and your daughter. Pay the bills. Pay conversation note. Take this phone call and call that phone call for five years. Thank the law for women because their creation is what keeps this earth stable. Their creation is what made Adam recognize what paradise was. Who would want to go to paradise, brothers and sisters, if women went in there? When you read Hadith about paradise, Allah speaks about the women. In the Quran, Allah speaks about the women. You don't care about nothing else. Women, women, women. Because their existence is the reason why we say alhamdulillah. If you grew up with your mother, do you know that the love that your mother displayed for you since she was a young infant is special? Even sometimes would it gross you out when she would lick her fingers and wipe the coal out your eyes? Even though when your mother would suck the snot out your nose, it was disgusting, but her love for you is unmatched. Unmatch. The mother's love for her son and her daughter is like is 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 the is the mercy of Allah. That's how deep it is. That's all you can say that is the mercy of Allah. And if we keep doing what we do as men and destroying the hearts of these women, that never in the history have these women been such despair is is heartening. It really is. It's like, may Allah help us, be guide us to that which is correct because it's a scary thing. Because if women lose their love for humanity and their mercy, then we're finished. Because they're the ones who got us through the civil rights movement. They're the ones who got us through slavery. They're the ones who basically are, played an intricate role in the dean of Islam, an intricate role in the dean of Islam. It is Khadijah who, when the messenger of Allah thought that he lost his mind, it was Khadijah who consoled him. It was Khadijah who sacrificed her money in order that the deen of Islam was promoted throughout the entire globe. She financed this religion. It is Khadijah who Allah subhanahu ta'ala commanded the angels of Jibril to tell her, uh, tell her that Allah subhanahu ta'ala sent his salams, Allah saluting her. It was Khadijah that sought out the messenger of Allah for that salam. Women been doing for Islam since the beginning. One of the first martyrs that died for the religion of Islam was a female. It was Aisha who played a major role in, in transmitting hadith. Women, a man can build a building and make cars, but a woman can raise a man and make him a king. When Iman Malik was with his grandmother and he went to learn from his teacher, 
it was his umi. It was his grandmother that said, "Learn from his character before you learn from his knowledge." That's great wisdom, tremendous wisdom. But we don't, we don't understand. We don't understand what we're doing. In my eyes, a lot of these men don't deserve a lot of the women that they have in their possession. They have something that can't be replaced. They have something that you can't just find these particular things on different corners. They, they're special. And they won't know that until they leave them. That's why when Khadijah died, Messenger of Allah loves her far that she died. He used to take her family members' gifts. He loved her so much that his future wife that he got married to was jealous of Khadijah. She was well in the grave. But they knew what she represented and then for Islam is 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 priceless. We need to recognize the position and the special creation of women as men. And if we don't, then a lot of us is wanna see hellfire. A lot of us is the reason why we're catching hell in this earth. Is the reason why we're gonna get punished in the grave. We need to treat our mothers well and give them the respect that they deserve and our grandmothers and our sisters and our daughters and our aunts. When I was young, it was unheard of to hit your little sister. It was unheard of. No matter what she do, you don't touch your sister. Unheard of. Now men are beating their moms up. Men are beating women up. Like a man. Like he really hitting her like she's a grown man. That's a person who don't have no mercy in his heart. That's a person who gonna have a a serious a serious you're gonna have a serious time on the day of judgment. Trust me. Serious time on the day of judgment. Just to speak about these issues because women are underappreciated in our Ummah and they're doing too much. And it's about time that we as men step up and take our lead roles. Put the games down. Put the weed down. You can't lead a society if you can't get off Percocets. You can't do it. You can't lead a society if you're running from the cops every five minutes because you're a drug dealer. You can't do it. You can't talk about leading a family if you're not even home to raise your family. You can't do it. We have to step up to the plate and ask the Lord to give us fortitude to give us wisdom and to give us the ability to lead our family so the women can sit at home and chill for for for, for time. There's too many women working countless hours in order to stay afloat because they got to do their job and the man job. Men can't even pay $500 diaries. They're complaining about that. The number one argument on social media 
is that the women want too much for their dowry. It's unbelievable, ain't it? They want too much for their dowry. Because most men are broke. Ain't got no money. So he want her to ask for an overgarment, even though ain't nothing wrong with that. And don't get it twisted that if a sister want a Quran for her dowry, that's between her and the law and her husband. Can't nobody criticize that. That's haram to criticize that. Don't ever belittle your sister because she wants something simple. There's nothing wrong with that. There are certain sahabas that ask for a pair of slippers for their dowry. The message of Allah said said the best dowry is the simple one, so you should never criticize your sister because a lot of the problems that we have in the society is that women are dogging other women. Sticking together, y'all tear each other down. And it's the women who are marrying these bums and you're making it, be- making it hard for other women because you raised him to be a bum. So now he don't know anything else but to be a bum. He don't know how to be a man because of you. So now when he go out there in society and he go to sit-downs, he a bum. So if a bum's sitting at a sit-down, what can a bum do? Well, I don't have no job, sister, so you got to have Section 8. I could pay maybe $100 a month for your rent. I'm talking about for everything, for your rent, your bills, your gas, your light, $100 a month. I'm going to give you three overgarments, which is the sooner, maybe seven, and that's it. I'm done. You know, because I might want another wife. You got four women with Section 8, that's about $400 a month for all rent. He's a bum. Bums don't want to go to sit down, so they can't afford anything. But it's the women that's making these people bums. Don't accept him being a bum. Don't accept him committing adultery. Don't accept that. Because once you start accepting that, then now you're making it hard for the sister to come along because now she got to deal with the mess that you accepted. Bums. Take him down there to Broad Street and sit him in a shelter and leave him where he needs to be. Because until he realized that he has to go out there and prove himself to be a man and men do things like that, then he he can't he can't do nothing for you. You're taking care of him. He's he's your son. You need to claim him on your taxes. That's what you need to do. You need to claim him on your taxes. You know what I mean? Men are coming to women on tax season asking them for $1,000 so they can buy some weed and they're going to do some flips. Like <laughs> It's amazing. I'm telling you, the things that's going on out here, you have no idea. You have no idea. The panel law. There's this movie. I don't even recommend movies to watch, but there's this movie that Wesley Snipes and Sanaa Lathan had played in. It's a movie where he was just a bum. And she was taking care of him. Well, you need to look this movie up and watch because that right there is the condition of men. And it was not only that she had to do, like, kick him out the house, literally, for him to go get his GED and go get a job and realize that he has to be a man. But you gotta, I, I don't know the name of the movie, but Wesley Snipes is married to Sanaa Lathan, and they had a kid. You have to go see it. I'm telling you, that is the epitome of what's going on in the, in America. And the other movie is Baby Boy. Like, Baby Boy is a comedy, but 
a lot of men are baby boys. They just don't have no job. They want to ride around all day, drink beer. This is just nonsense and, and act like little kids. But see, baby boy had his business and 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 he wanted to sell things. That was halal. He said, "Well, he's still closed, so I, I, that wasn't even halal." He just knucklehead. But before baby boy, she had Snoop Dogg, who was a jailbird. He getting parole to her house without even her permission. This is like this is the perfect example of what's going on in the hood. Niggerism at its best. We have to get better. The only answer is that the men have to return to Islam. That's the only answer. They trust in Allah. And they have to decide that they want to be men. They have to decide that they want to be a man, a grown man. Simple as that, because we don't have a lot of men out here. We have a lot of boys out here. Because without... If he followed the son of the messenger of Allah, so that some like he said he do, then he would be a man. But he don't follow the sunnah. He don't follow the sunnah at all. Most men don't even teach their wives. They don't even leave them in salat. You know how many sisters that's dealing with brothers that got drug addiction problems? I talked to a sister the other day. She told me that the guy that she was with, she didn't know he smoked crack. He smoked crack in 2016, smoking crack? Come on, man. He's still in the silverware. Like, it's not funny, but come on, man. Like, you really smoking crack out here in 2016? All these movies we watch about crackheads, you smoking crack. Men smoking wet. Wet is embalming fluid inside weed, right? It takes you to a place where, well, Lord, you can't even remember where you've been. I talked to a person who was on wet for half an hour. I was on the, I was talking to a person who was wet for half an hour. It was my family member. They, they were smoking wet. I talked to them for half an hour, and I don't know anything that they said to me. I couldn't make out anything that they were saying. Nothing. For half an hour. We talked for half an hour. I have no idea. I couldn't I couldn't put any words together that she said. This is how the conversation went to a person that smoked wet. If you don't believe me, you know these people. This is how the conversation went. This is her. What are you asking me? I couldn't understand anything that she was saying. It wasn't English. It wasn't Chinese. It wasn't Arabic. I couldn't understand it. For half an hour, this is how we was going back and forth. And so I just threw my hands up and said, listen, man, whatever it is you're trying to tell me, it has to wait another time because I don't know what you're talking about. So a person that can smoke something that will have them in that state, you have to say, what is wrong with this? What is wrong with us? It's like, this is insane. MashaAllah. This is the remedy to these problems with men. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, outer gel. He says, men are the maintainers of women. Why? This is the 
conditions. He says because they provide out of their wealth. If he's not taking care of you, don't marry him if you don't have no money. And he he provides out of his wealth and he protects her. If he can't protect you, then don't marry him. Sister, I don't care he's your baby father. Okay, you made a bad mistake. He's an idiot. Fine. Don't marry him because he's your baby father and think that this is cool, that I'm supposed to marry him because that's going to keep the family together. No, 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 no. Where's that at in the Quran? Where do a law say, marry your baby father so y'all can keep the family together? Where do a law say that? Where the hadith is that? Like, is that a sorry Bukhari, sorry Muslim? How many sisters before you married their baby father because that's their baby father and it was it didn't work out? Because he was a bum before she met him. She was a bum while they was dealing with each other in the Haram faction. And she he was a bum after they got married. He's just a bum. He's sitting on the couch watching the NFL game telling her to be patient. Patient, really? Be patient. You got the cops running up in your house because you're selling drugs out of your house. You're getting shot at because he owe people money. Like, come on, man. Like, what's going on here? This is unbelievable. MashaAllah. But look. I understand that love is a powerful thing. But what you have to understand that love only supposed to be for a law. You can love a person because of what they do, what they say, but that love has to be moderate. But sincere, true love, to give them everything has to be for a law. Because on the day of judgment, there will be seven types of Muslims that will be in the shade, when there will be no other shade. And one of those types of Muslims, or two Muslims that come together for the pleasure of a law, and they depart for the pleasure of Allah. What did that mean? Brother, once you commit adultery, I'm out of here. You have violated this marriage. I want to cool it. I'm out. There's no forgiving you because you are a, 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 you're not a trustworthy individual. You have a whole wife here, home, cooking for you, cleaning for you, washing your dirty underwear, taking care of your bad kids putting up with all your nonsense, you knocked upside the head a couple times, and you go out there and commit adultery? Are you serious? You can't be serious right now. Leave him ASAP. No forgiving that. He committed a crime that if he was in an Islamic country, he'd be put to death. You can't forgive that. How can you forgive that? He's not a trustworthy individual. That's why it's repeat offenders when it comes to adultery. He keeps doing it. How many sisters come to the mansion and say that he constantly cheats on me? Because you allow that. Don't forgive him the first time. Be out. Divorce him. Maybe that'll make him a better individual. Look at the movie with Nalisi and Wesley Snipes. Look it up. I don't know the name of it. I can't tell you. But he was a bum. That's what he was in the movie. He was a bum. He didn't even have his GED or anything. Like, it was, hey, man, look. Look the movie up. I don't know what it was, but it's, a, it's, a, it's what's going on there. And I'm not, like, exaggerating on this phone tonight. I'm just telling you, I'm being honest. Like, 
us men, we have to step up to the plate and we have to get better. And that's 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 a hard pill to swallow, but it's true. And I can't keep making excuses because I haven't seen the women in the condition that they are in today. is is a frightening thing. It's scary. It really is. So the men has to step it up and be men, and we have to leave society. You know, I used to say that the government had destroyed the African-American community by giving women welfare in Section 8 because they made women say that they don't need a man. But it was it was actually the other way around. Men stop taking care of their families. Men start going to jail. Men start becoming criminals and walking away from their family. So the government was forced to help these women out with, with Section 8 houses and the welfare and, 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 and child care because the men wasn't doing their job. Because when grandfather and grandma came up, there was that men stood around, took care of their families. Welfare started booming around the 80s, the 90s. The men, we did this to ourselves. We did this to ourselves. I mean, you can't even, the average man in, the, in, in, in Philadelphia can't even conversate with proper dialect and proper English. You can't even have a, a decent conversation with them. It's unbelievable. So I feel bad for the women because the choices that they have to pick is remarkable. You could say, well, go to the masjid, you find a good brother. There's no good brothers at the masjid. There's no brothers at the masjid. Go to the masjid for Salat al You might find five people if, you, if you're fortunate. Go to the masjid for Salat al You might find six people if you're fortunate. And the only Muslims that are at the masjid are the ones that don't have no job or they have time to come to the masjid. And the Muslims that, that, that need to be at the masjid are outside in the streets. Or in jail. That's the only time they practice the dean. He come out from prison, he got a frustration mark on his head. But as soon as he hit those bricks and that dunya, he fall to pieces because he really don't truly believe. He only did it in jail because he was forced to. But when he gets to the streets, you see his intentions. When he in jail, those letters that he write are remarkable. It's like five people in the jail. They like Shakespeare. They go, they the letter writers. Like, yo, I need to write this letter to my girl. Oh, all right. Well, say boom, bam. Because, you know, they, they, they master the articulation when they know what to say in the letter to get your girl to fall in love with you. You be like, how the hell did this man in prison marry her? How did he do that? Because I'm telling you, them letters be, look, if you ever go to court, Get somebody in prison to write the letter to the judge, and I guarantee you, you won't go to jail. They're on a whole different, because they got nothing to do but sit around and write letters. They got to worry about bills. They got to worry about children. They got to worry about the weather. They got to worry about nothing but just sitting there thinking of what to say to you. So you want to why that letter is the bomb because they got nothing else to do, and they got Shakespeare's in prison and letter writers. 
They go to them. All five of them write that letter. By the time that letter got to you, it went to six people different hands, and they corrected it, proper spelling, proper pronunciation, quotations, all of that. The, the, the grammar is impeccable. And you'd be like, subhanAllah, this brother knows some things. This letter is such, it's so sweet. I didn't know that he could write like this. Then he get out of here, he's the same knucklehead that he went in jail because it wasn't him. Stop falling for the okie doke. Brother come right out of the halfway house and he's in someone's house married. <laughs> Look, I'm not a hater. I'm just saying, like, yo, come on, man. How you come out the halfway house and you married now? You ain't got no job. You ain't got nothing on the horizon. You ain't got no savings. You got nothing. You married? Come on, man. Like, I'm not a hater, but it just makes me mad. It really do. Like, yo, what is going on out here? What is really going on out here? Are you serious? That's the condition that we're in. That's our state. The women have to change. They have to force these men to step up and be men. Talk to him like you really want him to change. I'm serious, sister. You got to talk to this brother like you got powers. You got abilities. You got to make him feel ashamed that he's a bum. If you really want him to change, you have to you have to you have to give him some tough love. Make him feel less than a man. And I guarantee you, if he's a man that's worth marrying, he's gonna change. But if he's not don't have no self respect and no dignity, then you know you got rid of something that's never gonna change. That's if you want a good man in your life that's gonna pay bills and help you out. A lot of these sisters, man, it's a shame. It really is. It's a shame that they got to go through what they're going through because a lot of sisters are leaving the dean. A lot of sisters are getting Christianized and baptized. A lot of sisters are so frustrated they become a lesbian. I'm telling you what's going on. This is reality. We got to deal with this. We need workshops for for like men and teenagers. That's what I suggest. I suggest that we have workshops that they come to learn how to be a man. When they like twelve years old, there should be programs in the masjid. See, the Nation of Islam, they were now Muslims. We know, but they had things that were in place that was helping little kids how to be men. They had these classes for women to teach them how to be uh, women and how to cook and how to clean, how to be wives, and they had these classes for men teaching them how to sew. See, like, it was, like we don't have none of that. The streets are raising our children because we're not doing it, because the men not around, because the the wife, the mom, she got to work all day. She got to go to school. It's not like she don't want to raise her kids, but she's forced to do other things in order to provide, keep them electric, the electric on and the lights on and that heat on. The men home all day. 
He ain't teach his son no ABCs. He ain't teach him anything. He don't understand on their judgment. He's going to be questioned about the knowledge of his son. Why don't your son know how to say that that law? Why don't he know about the Prophet Muhammad? Why don't he know how to do this? What did you do? You ain't doing anything. You ain't no job. What took up your time that preoccupied you from raising your son correctly? Why is your daughter out there doing what she has to do? Why didn't you raise her correctly? And what's going on out here? These questions are going to be questioned by a law supplementary to these men. A law commanded him, save yourself and your family. But he's not even saving himself in the fire. Like, he don't care. He's not striving for paradise. You have no desire to get there. You have nothing except what you strive for. This this show sounds harsh and funny, but it's real. It's real. There's too many women out there that are single and frustrated and angry. Angry because men are no longer men anymore. They know they're no longer men. They Lord help us and aid us and, 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 and raise up good men in the next generation and convert good men in this generation. Because they are our brothers. And all of us men we, we lacking. May Allah help us. We know we know Sahaba, we know Salaf. We're not like them. Umar Ibn Akhtab used to go sit with the Messenger of Allah one day and soak up knowledge. And then the next day he would go to work. And the other Sahaba would go sit with the Messenger of Allah. They would go every other day. So one day he would get knowledge from the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, and the next day he would work so he can pay bills. Men don't do that. They don't go to the sheikh and get knowledge from the sheikh and then get, get, get. They don't, do, they don't go to the sheikh nor do they go to work. He in a Madden tournament talking trash on the on the walkie-talkie to another stupid individual, wasting his life away. Unbelievable, right? Subhanallah. May Allah aid us and help us to get better. We are definitely in need of it. And we're in need of the Rahma of Allah subhanahu ta'ala to, you know, help um, help this generation of men out. And it's not amongst just the Muslims, but I'm speaking about the Muslims because we are Muslim, but it's everywhere. Look around you. Look what's going on out here. This is serious. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sallihi wa sallam. The Dean of Wadunya movie will be out March 10th. Please make the why to Allah SWT that is successful. It will be uploaded to Amazon and iTunes as well in March. Please make the why that is successful. Please support the Dean of Wadunya movie, inshallah. It's not the best movie ever, but it do has the name of Allah and the messenger in it. It do has a message in it. 
So inshallah, uh, you all like it. It took about two years to make it. It's only part one. It's going to be a part two. So inshallah, may Allah bless all of the Muslim men to be strong men and to take care of their families and give them the risk and the intelligence and the courage to to stick around and raise their family. Allahumma ameen. May he make the men kind-hearted and merciful towards their wives and their women. Allahumma ameen. And may he give them the, the, the ability to be men and to be leaders in the household. Allahumma ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may he bless the women that continue to be magnificent and wonderful like they are. Allahumma ameen. May Allah bless the men and women in Islam to get along and to fulfill their roles and their jobs and their obligations towards their children and their responsibilities and their rights. Allahumma ameen. May Allah bless all the homeless people with nowhere to live and nowhere and nothing to eat with food and shelter and bring them to the religion of Islam. Allahumma ameen. Assalamu alaikum. I remember Fletcher time, calling in dime, Lee and my queen, the salat on time. I remember full of tranquility and the subtle calm, reading Quran to the sunshine. I remember my love for you was out of this world like the cosmos. SubhanAllah, when I think about how time goes, I remember holding hands, walking out of the movies, on my way home, feeling all groovy. I remember the passion and love. I was yours truly. Do you remember when I first proposed? I think it was a Tuesday, but now you're gone. And all I have is these memories. Living in solitude, lonely, every second like a century. Yeah, Allah, who am I without my queen? And what is paradise without the holy?